Conference of Champions rolls on. No truck stops here. We are the Pac-12. We are the best of the best. Hello and welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Avery and here with me today is Carlos. Hello. Greg. Hey. And Matthew Bertson. Hello. As always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Truck Stops Podcast and email us. Wait, isn't our at at No Truck Stops Pod? Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up in the show notes again, as usual. And email us any questions that you might have at no truck stops podcast at gmail.com. This is our last football episode this season. Um, this is going to be our last regular football episode until August. We're going to go basketball every Tuesday morning, and we'll drop some football episodes from time to time in the off season. but we are definitely not going to be dropping them weekly. So that means this is our football season finale. We have a lot planned for today. We'll talk about our favorite moments from 2021, give out some final awards for the season, and talk about what we are excited for in 2022. And finally, make some predictions. But first, let's start with some news from around the Pac-12. First off, UCLA's offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Justin Fry left for Ohio State to become their O-line coach after four years at UCLA. That led to some speculation about Chip Kelly's status at UCLA, and then some reports came out that Chip Kelly and UCLA still hadn't reached an agreement on a contract extension. Chip Kelly still has one year left on his contract, but on January 15th, his buyout drops to zero dollars, and also it's industry standard to extend a coach when he has one year left on his contract for recruiting purposes. But UCLA and Chip Kelly still haven't come to an agreement, and there's talk that it might be likelier that the two sides split, any reactions to this? Let's start with our resident UCLA fan. Uh, yeah, who knows if it's actually going to happen. I put this in here just because like, we're still talking about Chip Kelly not having signed it. John Wilner's written about it. Pretty much everyone's written something about Chip Kelly not having yet signed his uh, contract extension. As you mentioned, like it's industry standard to extend someone for a year. You don't have like a one-year contract there. So I don't know. There's still, there's still talk that 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 chip kelly is not happy with the with the offers that he's gotten from ucla and uh you know there's like some there's some reports some chatter around some sticking points like his defensive coordinator um who ucla has tried to get fired a couple of times now who chip and chip kelly has uh has refused uh that i think the buyout money those sorts of things defensive staff uh so i don't know it's all tbd but uh no, oh, maybe we'll get on an emergency podcast if Chip Kelly gets fired in the middle of middle of January. Have we considered that Chip Kelly simply does not care? Like, when has he cared <laughs> about recruiting at UCLA? The reason they do contract extensions with a year left most of the time is for recruiting. Chip Kelly doesn't care about recruiting. Yeah, you're not losing anything. Like, he keeps yeah. losing the document, right? Like, he's actually <laughs> signed it, like, eight times, and he just keeps losing it and forgetting to return it. <laughs> Or like his wife keeps throwing it away. <laughs> like, sick of this. He's shit. like, did you did you throw away my contract again? God damn it, Jill. And he's not gonna sign it at the facility because he doesn't want to be there a second longer than he has no. to. Like once practice is over, he's gone. No, he's entirely like email it, email yeah. me. <laughs> I also love my other favorite thing about this is the fact that we we can't actually like get any hints from recruiting rankings to see how like if maybe he's given up on recruiting or not because that's already happened like that <laughs> yeah like, i think in terms yeah. of recruiting this is improvement yeah it really has been yes. <laughs> very funny extremely funny um this is the best that he's recruited so it's probably because he very cool. this is the best season he's had at ucla yeah minimal probably, effort yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right that's exactly it oh i would love for him to get uh, fired mid-January and there's just no available coaches. <laughs> I don't know. David Woods was David Woods was out there searching. He's like, I don't think Dave Aranda's uh, yeah, signed his contract extension yet. Yeah, that's... I have no idea. But if, if Dave Aranda <laughs> hasn't signed the extension yet, I would be praying so hard as a UCLA fan for Chip to get fired. Yeah, less than because a week that would be. We'll see. Oh, man. After the roller coaster of this offseason for them... 
that would just yeah. be incredible. <laughs> Brian, well, like, and- Brian Kelly left a team that like was still had a pretty inside shot of the playoff. Like all coaches are available at all times. Well, I mean, yeah. UCLA is not going to pay a buyout if Dave Aranda just signed the extension, though, right? Like, that's uh, yeah. a lot of money they'd have to pay. I 100% expect zero rational thought from anybody in this realm. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, DTR still hasn't made a decision, too, and that's got to come up January 17th. So there's going to be a lot of news coming out in a couple weeks for UCLA fans. Yeah. Owning that. Maybe DTR January will be 15th. named head coach. <laughs> oh, that'd yes. be good. Owning that January 15th through 17th news cycle. Okay, does anyone have any other thoughts on that? All right, Bring let's the, keep bringing the jokes, UCLA. We love it. <laughs> let's move on to the next bit of news that we have here. Shocking news. Uh, Washington State quarterback Jaden Delora is in the transfer portal now. Delora was second in the league in passing yards per game, first in touchdown passes, number two in completions, and number four in efficiency. How big of a piece of news is this, Greg? This is gigantic. It's you know We've talked about how good Delora's been for them a lot uh this season he's been great uh so this is going to be a massive shakeout but i kind of think they might have upgraded cameron ward who is who everyone's speculating is going there and people are speculating that's the reason Dolores transferring is an all-american at uh incarnate word and i get that it's uh an fcs team but like the best of the best at fc at the fcs level are still really good players and what he's done there has been extremely impressive. 24-7 has him as the number nine overall transfer. The only quarterbacks ahead wow. of them are, uh, according to them, Caleb Williams and Quinn Ewers, who were both either five-star or borderline five-star and the number one quarterbacks in their class. Uh, I would Kedon, be... Keaton Slovis. Uh, slander. <laughs> Not okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I guess... I guess uh, Cameron Ward is not a he's not a white quarterback from Southern California, so I, I shouldn't put him ahead of Keaton Slovis. But uh, I would be extremely excited as a Washington State fan because, like, obviously you'd rather have both Ward and Delara battling it out, you know, so you get the best of two great options. But I think the odds that they're upgrading with this with this is really high. So what? I think it's wow, I didn't Why know is that. he expected to go to Wazoo? Is uh, he from I think Washington? Off- I think the offensive coordinator oh, okay. that uh, Wazoo hired is from Incarnate Word either the head coach there or the offensive coordinator there and he just had an extremely good season so it makes sense that he'd follow him I feel like so is Wazoo going back to the air raid because uh, they hired maybe. did they hire an air raid offensive coordinator yeah I mean that's what they ran at Incarnate Word oh interesting but I uh, okay yeah I don't think Jaden Delore is the best option for a air raid quarterback personally but I think he was the second top or top two quarterback in the conference this year, which isn't saying a lot, but still pretty impressive. So losing him is pretty huge. Maybe he'll transfer somewhere else in the conference. I know there's been a lot of talk about him going to Hawaii. So mm. oh. I don't. Where do you? Where would you like? Where would you like to see him? Uh, Oregon State. Oregon State. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Jonathan Smith to get a talented quarterback so bad. <laughs> I don't want him to have a quarterback. Well, Jane Delora will run. I think it's, something it's especially weird is Cameron Ward uh, in high school was an option quarterback, and he went from option to air raid. Yeah, that's a, got that's really a good. Turn. It's really weird. Very strange. Matt, did you have any thoughts? No. I don't want to slander the kid on his way out. <laughs> I, I thought you, he was really good. Like, did you not like Jaden Delora? I think that it was a massive fit issue, fit situation for him at Washington State. I think he's probably going to really struggle wherever he goes. He's just not consistent, and he plays outside of the system a lot, which at a very lower tier, like, fuck it type of a team like Washington State, where you're okay just winning four games, I think that that looks really good and is really fun. Um, but I don't think actually like translate. I I don't think this is him transferring because he has a potential upgrade that he's going to. Well, yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it. Yeah, yeah. But which yeah, if he's the number two point. quarterback in a Power Five conference. <laughs> oh, we we've talked about it all season. The quarterback talent in this conference this year has been. Whew. Yeah, uh, I think it, I don't know. I I thought this is kind of a big deal. Like I get I get that he's very his strengths are best utilized in the context of the run and shoot where that makes sense and where he's maybe not in the limelight, but I mean, I don't know. He's 
I mean, Greg called him decaf DTR, and DTR was awesome this year. I, just, I do feel like he's his lows are nowhere near as low sometimes as DTR, and his highs are not as high. Um, but I don't know. Good. That's good enough for, like you said, Matt, second in a Power Five conference. And I get Pac-12 is kind of dog shit this year, but I don't know. I think I think it seems like a big deal. Maybe he won't go to anywhere in the Pac-12. Maybe he's going to go to a G5 or the FCS or something. But I would expect him. With I hadn't heard the rumors about him going to Hawaii. That feels like. I, I don't know why anyone would transfer to Hawaii yeah. with what they've got going on right Seriously. now. But, uh, oh, yeah. I could totally see him just lighting up the Mountain West. So that makes sense. Yeah. Just that kind, yeah. Of, that kind of program, that kind of level of program, I should say. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where he ends up and kind of sad, in my opinion, because, again, this conference is shit quarterback talent. So I'll miss him, yeah. <laughs> Wait, goodbye. Um, does anyone else have any other thoughts on Jaden Delora leaving? No. One other piece of news, though. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to dox you. I know that you're you're you are now a Pacific Northwest resident. Is that right? Oh yeah, Grapes? I am. Pacific time. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, you hear that? You hear that? You losers, Matt, Greg. We're Pacific. I woke up at nine a.m. today and I wasn't tired. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that will change. I woke up at 5 a.m. and I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have fun, like, rushing home from work for a football game. I, You say that like I don't work from my house. <laughs> like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm already home. We're in 2021 now, Mac. All right, too bad. <laughs> don't, don't you work from home also? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I like it up here so far. Closer to the beloved Beavlet, so thank God. Ah, uh, yeah, their power is near. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you can get, yeah, it'd be easy to get to the Corvallis. Yeah, some, I'm probably uh, going to go games. to more um, Oregon State games than I am uh, Huskies games. <laughs> they're funny. an hour away. Anyway, so let's move on and talk about the rest of the Pac-12 and reviewing the 2021 season. We have a few questions to get to, but let's start with some positive stuff. What was your favorite moment from the Pac-12 football season in 2021? This could be your favorite storyline, oh, storyline, a favorite game or play, or even a funny moment that you enjoyed. Greg, start us off. I mean, in this particular season, rooting for the team that I root for, there can only be one answer. And that answer is betting against Colorado, without a doubt. My favorite part of the season. Uh, it was some of the most fun I've had watching football ever. Uh, it's just free wins, nonstop. I've never felt so much confidence in anything that I've done in my life than I have every time I was just like blindly betting against Colorado. It was a kind of high that no drug can give you. And I was very happy with that. It was just an honor to watch. This is the type of shit I'll be telling my grandchildren about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess going to the Rose Bowl was cool too. Um, you know, I cried at kickoff of that game, and when I uh, and when I see the Rose Bowl stuff that I got from the game, I begin to tear up for some reason. But definitely betting on Colorado was the best. Um, as a Utah fan, my favorite part of the season was definitely Utah smacking Oregon around twice to be completely honest I did not enjoy Utah season at all until we played Oregon the first time it was way too much of a roller coaster and I didn't it was fine I didn't hate it it was fine but when we beat Oregon twice like that and won the conference that was fucking incredible I loved seeing Oregon fans cry I loved watching Mario Cristobal flee the conference oh wonderful beating talent like that definitely my favorite part of the season <laughs> yeah also as a utah fan um i would say that, that this is pretty obvious and and greg i hear you but th the answer here is very much so uh november 6th uh 12 p.m pacific uh pac-12 networks arizona oh. gets the w <laughs> yes. over the very full strength uh <laughs> california golden bears um justin wilcox supremacy all of that. Arizona and Cal. I thought you were going with Arizona, Colorado. No, that game didn't, no. wasn't that entertaining. It didn't live up to the, the hype. The first half yeah. of that game was elite. The second if I could, half if I could live that the week, the week before, I'd, I want to live that week before uh, every <laughs> week of my life. That was amazing. I'll be chasing that high forever. Um, but the actual game, unquestionably, Arizona, Cal. Uh, oh, that was the sickos, sickos game of Ari the year. Arizona getting the win. <laughs> easily the best moment of the season. 
we made it like three quarters into that game hoping for no points or whatever it was i'm pretty that sure was... it was the first points were in the fourth quarter actually yeah i was yeah, so was... mad that it didn't go to overtime zero zero sickos game a two zero game it was it, it was in play oh fuck <laughs> these two teams fucking suck Ooh. <laughs> 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 I forgot about that. <laughs> the the other uh, I, I guess Carlos has to go before we do honorable mentions. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you all picked. Uh, it's funny because there's embarrassing moments. I feel like these all classify as embarrassing moments mostly. Um, I just I went with a nice one. Every, or for for. The first three weeks of the season, we were convinced that Oregon State was awesome. And the moment that I think sticks out of my brain was when Oregon State beat USC, like beat the shit out of USC. For just those, like that moment, if, and I know like what happened afterwards was USC was getting its ass beat by pretty much everyone. But in the moment, it didn't um, matter because we didn't right. know. In that moment, it didn't matter. And we didn't know. We were very ignorant. And we were like, oh, shit, Oregon State <laughs> might be the best team in the Pac-12. <laughs> And in that game, um, Oregon State was only passing when they needed to. It was just beautiful. It was, a perfect it was game, Jonathan man. Smith. Yeah, it was. They were it getting was a perfect like nine Jonathan yards Smith per game. play. It oh. was insane. It was awesome. Uh, so anyway, it was really cool to see that, and you know, really cool for Oregon State to get a win in the Coliseum. They'll remember that for forever. Uh, didn't end up being as big of a win, but I was that was fun, and definitely the night after, we were just like, oh my god, Oregon State's here. Jonathan Smith is here. That was fun. And it was their so only that's away my, win, I believe. The entire season. Is that right? Yeah. I think it was really? the only road win. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <It was> insane. <laughs> Fucking insane. Like, I uh, I remember I was ready to, like, put all my money on Oregon State after that game. <laughs> I was like, this team is fucking sensational. I kept saying that the whole season, though. <laughs> That's true. You, st- you still, <laughs> still say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was my that was my favorite one. Um so. Matt, do you have an honorable mention? Yeah, honorable mention. Um, the episode where we had uh, uh, Owen twelve on, and when he said, <laughs> "I would grow an inch." <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. What was that in reference to? I don't remember. I think it was about um, he wanted to live in a world where Jonathan Smith told the Huskies no. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's right. That's, you know what's ironic? Justin Wilcox ended up telling Oregon no. <laughs> Which is, I think it's worse. Yeah, I'm I still don't sure. believe that that happened, but it did. I mean, I don't know. I don't every, think it was a real. I don't person. think it was a real offer. You know, like this is this is this is our boy Reed MF underscore Reed talking. Yeah, um, he's paying he me still. So <laughs> I've gotta My honorable the mention Oregon agenda is when I chose Stanford to beat Oregon completely fucking out of my ass for my bad vibes game, and I it was right. <laughs> peaked at that moment that yeah, was the like first like the... six weeks of bad wi- bad vibes that was absurd oh, i was right i was writing such a high the, the oregon state usc game too you called and that one people I, were shocked i was by. like very drunk when i think that <laughs> i was like fuck it and i was like oh oh <laughs> oh shoot but that was a good time anyone else have any honorable mentions I'm shocked Carlos didn't go with DTR signing an autograph for the USC fan. Oh, that was <laughs> oh, that's a great one. <laughs> oh. That whole, I mean, really, DTR's game. game against USC, yeah. right? <laughs> Just the amount of swagger from that. Like, it was the getting a touchdown against USC to, like, almost hang 50 on them and then getting the autograph. And then it was, was it the next drive or the drive before it where he leapt over, cleanly leapt over a USC oh, Finally hit the hurdle. Yeah, yeah he had been it. trying for that all year. That whole His game whole was career, just... career, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> um, so that's a good one. Thank you for bringing that one up. My you, pleasure. I'm here to serve. USC being absolute dog shit this year was nice because I don't think we're going to see that for a while. Uh-huh. So like it, no. it was delicious why we could have we'll have we will have this year to remember forever you know like whenever the usc fans are being annoying we can always remember about the time that they got ass blasted by everybody who came into the coliseum yeah almost lost yeah. to arizona too that would have been epic <laughs> yes i needed the arizona one Okay, let's move on to the negative. Tell us the most embarrassing moment for the Pac-12 this season. It could be a game, a set of games, a particular moment, a time they were in the news, anything you can think of that did the most damage in the conference this season. Matt, go ahead. 
This was so hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have so many good ones. Um, I think so. I'm going to go. I, I think. Okay, I'm going to go with the one that actually answers like the question that was asked because we're talking about most embarrassing moment for the Pac-12. It has to have been all of like the Oregon ranking discourse and how oh. everybody mm-hmm. was so openly just like Oregon's not that good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Oregon should absolutely like, yep, Utah favored by seven. That makes sense. Like that's that's what it should be. Oregon's ranked ahead of Ohio State. Nobody believes Oregon is better than Ohio State. Like it <laughs> seemed like it would have been better for the conference if Oregon was just ranked 12 and like they just could just ignore the Pac-12 instead of being like, and there's Oregon at three, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I don't love the worst for the Pac-12 because I want to do one that did the most damage to me, and that is preseason picking Washington to go to the playoffs. Um, (laughs) It was a bold prediction, okay? It was supposed to be a hot take, and it was way too hot, and they lost to an (laughs) FCS team week one, and that was really fucking embarrassing, but also very funny at the same time. Thank you, Washington. That was an incredible time for me. I mean, UW being 4-8 and eight is embarrassing for the Pac-12. Like, that was supposed to be one of the – I mm-hmm. mean, I think pretty much we had it, like, Oregon-Washington 1-2 and two in the conference, mm-hmm. not just in the North. Um, so for one of their best and one of the most talented teams in the conference, maybe the second or third most talented in the conference, to go 4-8, and eight, and not just to go 4-8, and eight, but, like, to have the loudest 4-8 and eight of all time. Like, <laughs> the loss to Montana – Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the loss of Montana, the controversy around the offensive coordinator, then the Jimmy Lake punting against Oregon, oh. then the Jimmy Lake like <laughs> uh, the, punt. the Jimmy Lake uh, like swinging at the player, sl- sling- swinging at the player, the Jimmy Lake like reports that came out, John Donovan getting fired, and then Jimmy Lake getting fired. Like all that happened in one season, and they like, lost their receiver coach to Oregon. USC had like for for as bad as USC was, that was a very quiet four and oh, eight. Yeah. So quiet. <laughs> USC. Washington's four and eight was so loud. Clay Helton got them to a point where everyone expected mediocrity. Well, and then Clay That's Helton is fired early on, so it's like, oh, their coach is gone. So if they're shitty, you can blame it on that. Like Jimmy Lake was supposed to be good, and look what fucking happened. I was bamboozled, and I'm embarrassed, and I will never <laughs> fall for it again. Yeah, the most embarrassing thing I had was Washington losing to Montana. But because we've already mentioned that, I'll replace it with going winless against BYU. That sucked a lot. Yeah, that's a tough one. And just enduring all of the insane Pac-12 South champs. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, Mine is one that we forget about all the time, despite the fact that it took up a month of oxygen here and elsewhere. And that was Nick Rolovich's anti-vax stuff. (laughs) I very purposefully removed that from my brain, actually. (laughs) Oh, man, that was horrible. Every fucking week, we'd spend like 10 minutes talking about it. Oh, he did this? And we're all like... And then, you know, it was like new ways for him to just come out and be and say the dumbest shit about it or just to be like wildly blatantly evasive and like pedantic about all of it um and then to get to the point where like like i think it would have been less embarrassing if he had just been like they want me to do the anti-vax mandate i'm not gonna get a vaccine i'm literally gonna resign a week before the season it would have been better had it gone down that way rather than I'm going to wait until the very last minute for them to have to fire me and relieve me of my duties. Are you shocked though? Like, no, I'm not. I mean, I don't. Illogical. I'm shocked that a football coach. I'm shocked that a football coach would decide to do that. I'm like these that people he gave are up all, all that money. Yeah, like these people are obsessed. They're obsessed with this sport, and for Nick Rolovich to do this for anti-vax conspiracies was insane to me. So I think that was embarrassing. I don't. I don't know that it reflects too poorly on the Pac-12 broadly, but it was still an embarrassing moment, and mm-hmm. we've just forgotten I'm about just it. I'm just glad it happened at Wazoo and not, like, a school it's that true. we expect things from. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. If it happened at, like, a USC or Washington, it'd be a big deal. Does anyone have any uh, honorable mentions? Winless in bowl season. Oh, God. Yeah, that's <laughs> first, te- first conference to do that, or first power conference to do that since, like, the ACC in the 80s. Yeah, it was, like, 1986, wow. I think. Yeah. Fucking insane. Arizona State. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people are picking them to win the conference. They're, insane Imagine. Shit. Couldn't Pick, be me. <laughs> Definitely not me. 
uh, absolutely destroying Jaden Daniels' career. Um, and then I, the actual moment for Arizona State, getting uh, outscored 54-7 to in four quarters of football between Utah and second half Utah, first half Washington State. Mm, yeah. That was bad, yeah. It was like 48 yeah. to nothing at, at one point, I think. And it, and the reason it's so embarrassing, I think, is because Arizona State looked like they probably were the best team in the Pac-12 maybe like five weeks in mm-hmm. or four weeks in or whatever that was. In it the was first like, half of the Utah game. They were running yeah, Utah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they had the players. They had the players to be the best team in the conference, <laughs> like hypothetically. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you looked if it, by week five, if you were sort of looking at like every aspect of the game, Arizona State looked good in all of it. Um, so that was insanely disappointing, for sure. Man, it's been such a long season. I forgot. I forgot about <laughs> Arizona State. I'm realizing we didn't have like fun dumb losses this year. Like, everybody just got their ass kicked when they lost. Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know. I mean, like, the Montana-Washington game was close, but, but it was it feel like an ass kicking. Yeah. The three <laughs> points felt like 50. Yeah. <laughs> like, after yeah. that first touchdown on Washington's first drive, like, it was like, they're not fucking Even when they again. got into, like, the 10-yard line, I still had zero thought. Like, everyone knew Dylan Morris is going to fuck this up. Like, Yeah. I guess there was the Stanford Oregon loss. That was a dumb loss. That was a fun dumb loss. Yeah, that one and was that one it, was good. It happened at the end too. That was oh. good because it was a battle between Cristobal and Shaw to see who could fuck it up. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, awesome. who Cristobal could call the worst timeouts. Really, and... I mean, I, I, he asserted his dominance. Nobody I wish makes I could relive that again. <laughs> that was fucking incredible. It's a goal line fade. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, were there any coaching changes that were particularly embarrassing for the Pac-12? I kind of think Mario Cristobal leaving for Miami is a little embarrassing to the Pac-12. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you that feels when you have people league. saying, oh, he would never leave for Miami, and then he does. Definitely. That's... Yeah, who would say that? Well, I mean, it's a, <laughs> fair, me. it's a fair thing to say, though, because in reality, he shouldn't want to. Uh-huh. But yikes. Yeah, there there is no embarrassing coaching decision after Lincoln did what he did. That's true. It makes sense. Sure, we got that. That outweighs Mario leaving by a lot because because my initial reaction is like, I don't know if you if you heard that Oregon fired Cristobal to hire Dan Lanning, what would your reaction be? Like, I'd probably say like, yeah, you had to make a move. Yeah. So like, I don't know that it's that embarrassing. It's true. Well, I don't think That's it's embarrassing true. for that. Like, I don't think it negatively affects Oregon a ton. I think the bigger thing is just it's like bad optics for a coach to leave you to go Again. somewhere else. For yeah. what the third time in a row? Yeah, especially after Willie Target, Willie Taggart. Yeah, and I I don't think they would have fired Cristobal. So no, they definitely it's wouldn't. Good have. for Oregon in the long run. That's true. Uh, Justin Wilcox being mentioned for every coaching vacancy <laughs> in the conference was kind of embarrassing. That was comical. Uh, insane. That's an honorable mention for us. Did we ever hear? Did he get an extension? Did we ever hear anything? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Who cares? Know, if Cal gives him an extension, they've seen the malpractice he does. They hate him. He hates them. Why would they give him an extension? I mean, I, I guess it just depends on what you think you are at Cal. Like, if at Cal, I think if you're like close to bowl eligible or bowl eligible almost every year, that's like that's what you'd expect if you're Cal. Yeah, I know, but it just seems like a toxic, like nobody seems happy in that situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cal fans were a little bit more. I think we're a little more encouraged by Justin Wilcox in the second half of the season. Um, but definitely there was talks of him getting fired after they had lost to Washington State, and they looked horrible doing so. So, I don't know. Uh, hope I mean, I, I think he still could figure stuff out, but he, I don't know what they're going to do offensively next year. They have so many issues, but that's for, that's for another segment. Enough of the negative. Let's look ahead to the 2022 season. Wait, wait, wait. One more. Oh, one more. One more. Oh, I was ready to move on. Not the negative. More negative. Um, I'm so close. I'm really sorry. I don't know why I'm, like, taking forever on this. Okay. Uh, team Stanford, UCLA, Washington, USC, and Oregon. Y'all let Utah win the Pac-12. It's embarrassing. Wait, why did you pick? Why did you pick those schools? Those are all of the teams that recruit better than Utah. Oh, okay. So wait, it's Oregon, Washington, USC, Stanford, UCLA. Those five. 
Mm-hmm. ASU too. Oh yeah, ASU also recruits um, better than you. What, but the gap between so I'm, ASU I'm going and based Utah off of five big. year average is so Arizona State technically going into the season was two spots lower. So oh, Arizona no, State, you did average, exactly okay. what you were expected to. You were a middling Pac-12 team. Congratulations. Not actually embarrassing. I take that back. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, Utah winning the conference is kind of embarrassing. Ha- yeah, happy half for the conference Utah. should feel so bad. It's it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm, There's a reason I spent way too much money to go to that game because I don't think I'm ever going to get to see that again. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. Except for this year, because we might see that again this next. Yeah, we, we might. Yeah, I have we've no got the next fucking good clue. segue into the good segue into our. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, we've got a long way to go, but maybe we can find some hope in looking ahead instead of looking back. My first question to you is: Will the Pac-12 be better than what they were in 2021? And if so, what reason do you have for thinking that? Carlos, start us off. <laughs> uh i'm gonna say yes just because this was bad yeah. this had to be, this had to be rock bottom right it's like, literally never been worse yeah this has to be rock bottom yeah this has to be i feel it. like there's a path for it to be worse oh, yeah so i think probably. utah so we like going down the line i feel like utah will be good i think utah is like a 10 win level team next season just given what they have ba- what they have coming back and how they look this year uh usc if you just get them to play well, that's an automatic, at worst, eight wins, um, if not better. So I assume that USC will at least be an eight-win team. UCLA schedule is way easier. They, we will not get to see them against any Power 5 conference teams. But whether they bring a lot of guys back or not, and we don't really know at this point, um, they should be able to win at at minimum seven games with that schedule. Um, and then, you know, and then after that, it's like, I think Arizona State will probably be bad. I think Arizona is still going to be struggling. Colorado will be struggling. Washington and Oregon, very talented teams, but like complete question mark coaching staff. So like we don't know what we're getting out of them. Washington State might be okay. They might be like a bull eligible team. We don't know what we're going to expect from Oregon State next season. Um, And then Cal and Stanford, probably safe to say that they're not very good. So I think there will be at least... Uh, I don't know. We had five bowl eligible teams. We might get five or six again this year, but we might have like, I'm going to go out and say like, we'll have three nine win teams next season, which how many did we have this season? One or two, two. So I'm going to say yes, that PAC 12 will be better next year. But I mean, so much of that is just because this year was horrible. I just want one thing from this fucking conference. I want a number one team that everybody knows is the best team to stay the best team throughout the entire season. I would really mm, would love nice. for there not to be a number one that loses to Utah by 40 points over the course of two games. Like, let's not do that again. Let's have one team start really good, and then the whole nation can look at it and be like, well, the Pac-12 has a decent team, and then it stays that way. That's what I want. And I agree. Who do you think is the best shot? Who do you think has the best shot of doing Probably that? Probably Utah, just because It of has to be Utah this season. Yeah. How, how much um, they have coming back. Like it should be the a consistent only other team. option is USC being a year ahead yeah, of schedule. Exactly. I don't expect yeah. USC to do that until next year. There's no way Oregon's going to have consistency Mm-mm. to do it. They're going to, no. they're going to need a few weeks before they like one, well, they play Georgia week one yeah, and they're going to get just, and you, yeah, Utah, Utah has a fairly easy schedule this season. Mm-hmm. Like they have Florida on their non-conference and Florida's dog shit right now. So they really lucked out with that. So we'll see. Hopefully it's Utah. I I just really knew that. But I definitely think the conference will be better just because like I don't I can't I can't see a path where they're worse. Greg thinks there's one. It was pretty fun. Yeah, what's it was pretty bad. What's the path? What's the path to them being worse? I think the top will be better because instead of two teams that are like fringe top ten, I think USC might break into that range you know like i think there'll be three nine one ten teams like you said which is better however i think the middle is going to be worse than it was i think ucla and asu are both going to be worse i don't expect oregon state to get much better uh arizona i think will be better i don't think they'll be that much better though you know like this is a great recruiting class they've pulled off but those guys aren't going to instantly make them a good team you know and i think colorado is going to be just as bad or maybe a little bit better just because it's hard to be as bad as they were but like I think it's going to look 
pretty much the same except the middle's gonna be worse like I wouldn't be shocked if we had even less bowl eligible teams this year I am a little bit concerned about Arizona because I think they're gonna be better this year but that also means they might get some wins over teams near the top of the conference I could totally see Arizona beating one of ASU or UCLA yeah we'll see I mean they may they may get one uh, crazy to say they may get one over I, I I can imagine not that I think they will be flat out a better team than usc but like i can imagine them beating usc that's like trying to figure itself out i'm not sure when, when do they USC play gets arizona uh they get them pretty late nah, actually they get them i doubt it yeah yeah that's fair it's pretty late and it's after usc's bye um when do they play oregon do they play uh oregon? usc doesn't play usc misses no, oregon. Arizona. they get oregon yeah. state uh what's arizona. that oh i have no idea when arizona plays week oregon. nine. Oh, week nine uh, maybe yeah no it's after the bye they'll be fine i don't think yeah. arizona is gonna beat any of the top three teams don't say that don't put that out there <laughs> that's a good yeah. point they're I listening just gifted arizona a win that's my now bad I'm everyone scared. also you just talked about how the middle is going to be bad and let's talk about where the middle starts because it might be a two yeah oh i think the middle starts at four that's what I'm i think it starts at at least three. It might be two. I, when I say middle, I wh- think that Oregon is going to be the top of the middle. I think Oregon and USC would be the middle in any other conference with what I think they're going to be this year. But in the Pac 12, I think they're going to be a tier above everyone else. Like, I expect it to drop from like eight, nine wins to six, seven wins. Like, I hear you on that, but I think that both of them being a tier above still means that they could lose to like the eighth or ninth team. Yeah, they're, they not, they're not actually separated yeah. into a tier one. It's like tier two losing to a tier four. And Arizona's not, I don't think Arizona's going to be the worst team in the conference. Like Arizona could absolutely get a USC or an Oregon next year. I think yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Um, no, I'm super concerned about like the non-con looking at it. Um, there's a lot of P5s and like good G5s against not the best teams in the conference. Um, you're going to get a good marquee win, like potentially with Utah going to Florida, but I don't know how much that's actually going to get talked up. I don't think that that carry is going to carry the same water that like an Oregon Ohio state win does, but yeah, like Oregon has Georgia and has BYU that are both potential losses, Oregon state, all due respect, be like, go be let, but they're at Fresno. Yeah. They get Boise at Fresno state did just lose most of their coaching staff though. But they got Tedford. Carlos is God. (laughs) Yeah, so that's an interesting game. I think week three, Fresno State with Jeff Tedford coming in, and that's a home game for USC for sure, but also that's early on in the Lincoln-Riley era. Like, I kind of think Lincoln-Riley might drop a couple early on as he's trying to, like, figure stuff out. I think it's more likely that USC starts one and three or something and then does the 2016 or whatever it does and rattles Mm -hmm. off, you know, nine Mm -hmm. straight wins. Yeah, like USC, USC could lose to Fresno and beat Notre Dame next year. Yeah, like I could totally see that. But yeah, I mean, like Arizona State goes to Oklahoma State. Arizona goes or plays Mississippi State. Um, Colorado may very well go zero three with TCU, Air Force, and Minnesota. Yeah, um, UW gets Michigan like, State at home. I yeah. honestly like when you're actually evaluating the Pac-12. I think the most damning thing is it was what like nine non-conference wins this season, like. Yeah. I don't know that that looks that much better. I think next we'll year. win more FCS games, though. We had two losses. I don't think <laughs> Do we, we'll one. Hope is there one even hopes. nine? Let's see. So we got one, two, three. Oh, Arizona State has two of them. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, they could totally lose one of those. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they wow. almost lost to Grambling State a few years ago. Oregon has Eastern Washington. Oh, that's uh, dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bad one. Yeah, that's a bad one. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, yes, it will be better. It cannot be worse, truly. Um, and I do think that, I think that Utah or like if USC just comes out gangbusters, they're going to be a really like they're going to, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt big time um, mm-hmm. between Riley and whoever is quarterbacking, um, whether that's Dart or Caleb Williams or anybody else. Like it just, that that is going to be a hot pick very very soon as long as they don't drop a Stanford in week two or you know at or or a Fresno State or something like that because otherwise like it 
it looks really good and it looks really winnable. So, but I think that Utah can genuinely carry a lot of water as long as they don't lose to San Diego State or some dumb shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> like <laughs> that game's at home though, so yeah. And so now that we're saying that, Utah will go the way of Washington. So that'll be good. Great. Go team. <laughs> All right, last question here for you all. Make one bold prediction for the 2022 Pac-12 football season. Greg, you go first. All right, so I thought about saying something stupid, like (laughs) the Pac-12 is going to have a playoff team this year or something dumb like that, but I decided I could do better, and so I'm saying Washington State's going to win the North next year. Uh, Yeah, I've decided I'm all in. That's pretty bold. I'm all in on Cameron Ward's season. Uh, and if Bo Nix is starting for Oregon, <laughs> Bo Nix plus Washington State always trying to get turnovers. Like I could see some chaos happening there. Washington State wins it at the end, especially if they get a little help from the Beavlet in the uh, in the the platypus, whatever it's called. The platy. Yeah, the platy. Yeah. Uh, it it will be at the graveyard. Um, mm. This is a good pick. Yeah, I don't hate it because Beavs once again did not get a full twelve game slate at home. We riot. Um, <laughs> Apple Cup yeah, is at they home this year too. Everything's at home. They have Oregon at home. They have Cal at home. They have Utah at home. They have Arizona State at home. They have Washington at home. But they're playing at Oregon State. They're at they're at Oregon State, so that's a loss. For Oregon sure. State but will Oregon have State the losses. Have from but the Oregon State is going to have four it. losses. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a good pick. Ooh, I like that. A good one. Okay, mine is that Arizona will be bowl eligible. Oh wow! <laughs> I thought Arizona was going to start three and zero last season, and I was incorrect because that's how this <laughs> season is going to start. I don't even know what their first three games are. Someone have the schedule because I don't. Let's see. Uh, at San Diego State, Mississippi State at home. Uh, I believe it's an FCS because that is not a logo. I North Dakota State. Oh, that's oh, North Dakota State. They're going to starting zero and three. That's oh no. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Wait, didn't someone just make a prediction that the Pac-12 was not going to get an FCS loss? Yeah. And we're playing, like, bottom tier team is playing the best FCS team. That's- yeah, I, I said they wouldn't get two FCS losses, but Arizona State has two FCS teams on their schedule. Oh, that's a Who's brutal. Is that Eastern Michigan? Are they FCS? No, they're they're FBS. Are they FBS? All yeah, because right. well. they had the former quarterback offer Caleb Williams a million dollars to go there. Right. Okay, I this is this is a brutal slate for that that's a bold sucks take now. For Arizona. You know what? <laughs> that is they're gonna shock us. I'm putting the energy. They're gonna out be there. underdogs in each of their first three games. They must be black. Yeah. yeah, they don't have I think they can. on their schedule. I don't know. I mean, I think if if they make improvements, I think like they go at Cal, they should they should they could beat Cal, they could beat Colorado. They're gonna be challenging they, for they bowl should eligibility. Beat Colorado. I think they They'll will. Be right I think they could. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough schedule. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> wow. Who did that for them? That's horrible. Um, <laughs> that is yeah, brutal. That's Good luck to them. Good luck to that take. Um, Matt, bold prediction. Um. Well, I'm going to stick with the theme of of going um, with the last season's bold prediction. BYU will be 0 and 5 against Pac-12 teams. They only play two games. Um, but, <laughs> but I like the I, two? I feel better about that happening this year. Um, it's Oregon in week three and Stanford uh, to end the season. So oh, I don't end of the actually season Stanford is bad though. Yeah, no, I don't actually like that pick at all. Um, <laughs> let's go. Oh, am I going to do it? I, <laughs> my hot take is USC wins, uh, loses one loss is, is 11 and one next year. Wow. Whoa. Wow, I think I think USC goes um, goes gangbusters and only loses one. Who are they losing to? Probably Stanford. Uh, (laughs) That's a that's a good one. (laughs) On the road at Stanford in week two, probably. Probably on a Friday or (laughs) could be could be. (laughs) This is so that I feel like that's uh, relevant to mine and leads in nicely. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. The Pac-12 is getting a playoff oh, team God. next year. Oh, and, and, yeah, we're doing it. Let's go. Here's why. Here's why. You you're all you all are right that the middle of the conference starts high and is bad. I think that sets up really nicely for like a team like Utah to run through some of that slate or a team like USC to run through some of that slate. Between Oregon, Washington, USC, and Utah, 
Don't put Washington in that tier. How could you? Uh, I, I mean, I think they're they're talented and or well coached enough, or some mix of both. That I I kind of think one of them will. Like just just going off of what we just talked about, the Pac-12 not being much better next season. There's a lot of mediocre teams, and I feel like that sets up kind of nicely for one of these teams to figure it out. Uh, Had this exact Utah. same conversation at the beginning of this last season. The yeah, difference is, the difference <laughs> is. No, no, we, we thought the Pac-12 was going to be good last year, though. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we thought the Pac-12 was going to be good, and also we know that Utah will probably be start the season off okay. Yeah. Oregon State plays USC and Utah in back-to-back. They're going to win both of those games. Good God. <laughs> Please, I want it. Okay, I, I'm rooting for Oregon State every week. Uh, it'll be the one. Yeah, I mean, I think I think USC and I think Utah have mm, favorable-ish schedules. Um, no. Uh, uh, it's it's they, rice. They and have Fresno rice and State. Fresno, yeah. Both yeah, it's totally home. doable. It's totally doable. They have all three of their non-con at home. That helps Utah. I could totally see Utah or USC making the playoff. I just didn't want to pick that because it made me sad to think about. Because as a Utah yeah. fan, I want no part of the playoff. Because my, I don't my prob- see my yeah, team my problem shredded. with this pick is that I don't see either of Utah or USC going undefeated. And I see oh, sure. a one-loss Pac-12 champ having a loud-as-hell conversation about being left out. Yeah, after maybe. It'd be the, the, it'd be the first time. The last two years. It yeah, would it be would the be first, first time. time. It would be. But so like, I, I think, I mean, you. so USC misses Oregon and Washington. And I know that Oregon State and Washington State are were better than I think both of those teams are at least close to as good as both of those teams. But you figure that talent probably matters. And so they miss the two most talented teams outside of themselves usc does um utah misses washington um and they get washington state instead and i know that typically in the past washington state has kind of had utah's number but not recently not for a few years um and then they get oregon you know they get oregon late when they kind of get to figure their own stuff out um that's again the penultimate game of the season so i kind of think the schedules just the schedules line up nicely just because the pac-12 is not just won't be particularly good I don't think no, no one's going undefeated. I think the nice um, thing I is don't think that. Uh, Utah plays Florida at a, not in non-con, and even if Florida's bad, like you can say, oh, but that that's an SEC team, you know. And yeah. USC plays Notre Dame, and Notre Dame has that cachet where like a loss there like is survivable. Do yeah. we all agree that the Pac-12 South is going to be better than the Pac-12 North this season? Uh, I think so because I think Utah and USC are going to be the two best teams in the conference. So it does seem that way. Yeah, it does seem that way. I mean, I think it just the Oregon and Washington, the coaching staffs are just such question marks that I'm not sure that we can trust them. I think if they're good, then they could be they could be nine win teams if they like are good coaching staffs. But I mean, they're just unknown. I think the division. I don't trust either of them. Are kind of close because I think uh, out of the four best teams, I think. There's two from each conference, for uh, each division for me. I think it's Utah, USC, Oregon, Washington State. But uh, I'd, I'd give the edge to the South just because I think Utah and USC can be better than Oregon. Yeah. I don't know, though, because when you start doing that, like, I think I think Oregon State is better than Arizona State for sure. I, That's true, yeah. You know, I and you've got Arizona and Colorado both in the South. So all of a sudden you start looking at, you probably have the bottom two teams unless you think Cal or Stanford is there. I, I just, I don't know. Cal might yeah, be as a there. good team, probably the, better to be in the South this year. The coaching question marks, question marks at Oregon, Washington are, are huge on that for sure. I will say that the PAC 12's playoff chances, I think are going to hinge on one very weird thing. And it's, they're going to hinge on how, who comes back for UCLA. Cause if DTR comes back, if uh, their their starting tackle Sean Ryan comes back, uh, and Zach Charbonnet come back, they're gonna they they might not be great, but that's gonna ruin. I think they'll get one of Utah and USC, and could just make just make the thing a mess. I, th- um, I don't think they will without Phillips and uh, and Dulcich, but 
I mean, I, 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 we'll think, and if I Chip think Kelly Arizona is more likely to make things a mess than UCLA. <laughs> I, I don't think that. But, you, okay, uh, are you? Would you say? Would you say? Okay, who gets more wins next year, UCLA or Arizona? UCLA, but I think Arizona will okay. get more upsetting wins. Okay. Yeah, mate. We yeah, already okay. know That's UCLA fair. wins the games they're supposed to and loses the games they're supposed to. I don't think Arizona's going to yeah. do that. That's fair. That's fair. Because this year Arizona's Arizona lost everything. I think Arizona's going to lose all the games they're supposed to except for one, and it's going to be a very upsetting one. <laughs> they almost had Utah. Oh, oh fuck! Yeah. They did. Playoff, this year. playoff chances never hinge on the fifth best team in the conference. Like that's that's a crap take, Carlos. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think uh, Arizona State upset the Pac-12's playoff chances in 2019. They were probably the fifth best. Yeah, because the playoff team wasn't actually like a genuine good playoff team. They're not. Yeah, a true I mean, the Pac-12 one. just hasn't had any. It, yeah, I know. I'm just saying it doesn't have any this year either. Like, yeah. If it's not UCLA, yeah. Utah or USC is going to lose to somebody else. That's why we don't think either of those teams are going undefeated. Okay. All right. Does anyone have any other yeah. bold predictions they want to get out? Colorado will find new and innovative ways to disappoint us, <laughs> I think. This time, I think. I don't think they can. They're going to pivot to defense ready. this year. I think the defense <laughs> is really going to suck. It's I gonna, have no reason to think that other than by. the Stanford oh defense route. <laughs> Hold on. Can we go uh, to yeah. Arizona, Colorado? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I want to five, and I think they'll both be 0 4. Oh, that's a good one. A <laughs> Where good is one. it being played? Boulder? Uh, Boulder, yeah. Okay, I'd rather go there than Tucson. So, or no, I'm sorry, it's Tucson. Oh, oh yeah, Tucson. I'm not. I'm not going. <laughs> I refuse to ever go back to Arizona Stadium again. Like that, I feel very strongly about never attending a game there. It was a terrible experience for me. Yeah, that's still early in the season. It might be too hot. Oh, yeah. And the stadium's great. And the yeah, sickos right. vibes are like less early in the season. There's Fine. less Party depression in, my house in the for that air. One. Yeah, let's go to mass. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's it for us. This has been our finale for the football season. We'll pop in from time to time, but we'll be sure to drop episodes every Monday mornings when we do get something up. But for now, come hang out with us on Tuesday mornings to talk a little Pac-12 hoops. That's shaping up to be a fun time for Carlos at Equity Bruin, Greg at Banana Morphs, and Matt at Matt Nyber. I'm Avery at Brave underscore Grapes. Thank you for listening to our football episodes this season. And always remember, there are no truck stops here. Not even one. Rumors still and thick with smoke. 